0: Everybody, good to see everybody here. Good to uh, know that there's people online with us. Thank you for being here tonight, or tomorrow, or the next day, whenever you watch this. We sure appreciate you joining in with us. Welcome to Harvest Christian Fellowship and Wednesday Night Deep Dive. We are um, in uh, message. I guess this would be message three, Pastor. Yep. Yeah, message number three. Of the new series, "A Citizen of the Kingdom," and um, here's here's what we've established: that Jesus did not come to found a religion; he came to restore a kingdom. There's an amen right there. If you want to give that, that's what he that was his whole purpose is to restore the kingdom that Adam fell from. He fell from dominion over the earth. Now, we just finished up a series entitled Old Testament Realities in a New Testament World, and we're kind of going to do that again tonight in in this series. We're going to use an Old Testament shadow to look at the purpose that Jesus came to accomplish. So, um, uh, first of all, uh, we have a record of God's plan, now here's, here is what God did with Adam and Eve. He set up his kingdom on the earth, put Adam in charge of the kingdom, and gave him authority, gave him dominion over his kingdom that Adam was to spread over the whole world. And we've got a record here of God's plan to separate the kingdom of the world from the kingdom of heaven. Here's one thing the church can never make the mistake of, and that's becoming so world friendly that you can't tell a difference between us and the world. Um, We live in a different kingdom, we have different rules, we have different capabilities. Uh, we have different promises than the world has. So we have a record, a picture here, an Old Testament shadow of the kingdom of the world and the kingdom of heaven. And it's recorded in the event of Sodom and Gomorrah. And we're not going to go deep into that, but uh, we're going to look at what God says to, uh, to Abraham during that time. So before we get into this teaching, it's important to understand uh, that God is not going to give Abraham a law. That, that's not going to happen. Abraham received the gift of God's separate kingdom earth realm because of his faith, not because he ever followed the law. Uh, the law, which is a picture of... So when I say... The law uh, God gave Moses the law. What God gave Moses was religion, and said, uh, "If you will be religious in these things, then um, then I will uh, separate a nation of people." He didn't say that he would make a kingdom. He said it would be a separate nation. Okay. Now, now watch this. Understand this, Moses formed a national people through the work of religion. But the kingdom of God, that's where we're going to start. I want you to go to Galatians uh, chapter number 3, and then we're going to go over to... uh, uh, Genesis chapter twelve, but go over to Galatians chapter three. We're going to rest between Genesis and and Galatians three here a lot tonight. Remember, this is deep dive. So what I'm giving you tonight is what you would get if you were sitting in a college classroom tonight. So you're going to walk out of here rocky, edumacated. Okay? So we're we're going to edumacate you. So now now watch this. Here's here's the game we're going to play. What This is a game we play a lot on Wednesday night, and it is called, Let's Pretend, what? Huh? Let's Pretend that the Bible is True. Okay? Because a lot of times we read it, but but we're not thinking it's true for us. So we're going to play the game tonight, I believe what the Bible says. Amen? Amen. So look at Galatians chapter 3, and I want you to see something here. Um, Verse 20, let's go to 21. Um, Galatians 3, 21. So now, now let me reiterate this. God gave a kingdom to Abraham because Abraham believed God would. God said, I will. Abraham believed that. God said, I'm going to account that to you as righteousness. But to Moses, he gave the law. And he said, you must do these things of the law. That's living in religion, okay? So look, look what Paul writes here. Galatians 3, verse 21. Is the law then contrary to the promises of God? He's talking about Abraham and Moses. Abraham got a promise, which was a righteousness would in doing the promise and the and you would have followed it. You'd have got the blessings of it. So the law is no different from the promise. So we have to decide which one we're going to want to get into here, you see? So now watch, watch. Since man could never fulfill the law, Jesus did. And those who believe like Abraham receives the promises, receives the blessings. Now, look, verse 21, again, now watch. Is there a law then, is there a religion that is contrary to the promises? Religion had been given, which which could impart life then righteousness would indeed have been based on religion. But the scripture, watch, watch, watch. But the scripture has shut up everyone under sin. Now watch. So that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. Now, Martin Luther um, was a priest in in the Middle Ages, and he knew that if he could fulfill the law, then he would be blessed of God. He would be forgiven his sins. And he tried everything, 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 and nothing would satisfy, because that's what religion does and never satisfies. They had in Rome Pilate's Staircase, they had literally moved there in the days of uh, Martin Luther. And the story was, if you would climb on your knees up and down Pilate's staircase enough times, you could punish yourself enough to where God would forgive you your sins. That's what we do in religion, isn't it? If we could just punish ourselves enough. So he starts doing this. And he's on his bare knees and he's up and down these stone steps. They said the blood just flowed up and down these steps because people would, would crawl up and down on their knees. And he, uh, he reported that at a certain time, he stopped and he said to God, I can't do this anymore and it doesn't seem to be doing anything for me? And he said, God said this passage of scripture to him. Verse 22, so that the promise by faith in Jesus Christ might be given to those who believe. And he said that in his writings, he said that became the great Sola Fidus of my life. Sola by faith alone. And he, it changed his life. He began to teach the message that we are saved fully in faith in Christ alone. Pretty much almost got him killed too. Hmm. Now watch this. So why... If all we had to do was to believe, why did God give Moses the law? Why was there a religion given? Verse 23. But before faith came. Now watch this. Remember your walk before you acknowledge Christ. But before faith came, we were kept in custody under the law. Remember what it was like to try to please God. Every day I wanted to, but I couldn't. I knew I couldn't. Some days I did better, you know. Some days I did good enough to talk about Bob. Because I thought maybe I did better than him. That's why we talk about other people, you know. We're trying to make us feel better than them. But before faith came, we were kept in custody under the law, under religion being shut up to the faith which was later to be revealed. Now watch this. There, I want to speak from the scripture directly to you when you think you have to be good enough to please God. Okay? Verse 24. Therefore, the law has become our tutor, our teacher, to lead us to Christ so that we might be justified by faith. That's the only purpose religion has. I don't know how many times I came to Christ. Come on. I, I, I got saved in a denomination. I, I told you about it last time. I got saved in a denomination that we thought everything was sin. And... and um, you could, get, you could get saved and lost three times in a day. You know, you just really could. Um, okay, well, I'm okay now, but, you know, after a while, I'm not going to be okay. And, and you know what would happen? That, that, Linda, would lead me back to Christ. Because that's the only thing religion ever does for us. So I would, by the end of the day, I'm so frustrated, I say, Jesus, I, I can't do it. And he said, I did. Believe in me. Got it. And tomorrow would come. And I would start that whole religious thing all over again. And the only thing that religious thing would do was lead me back to Jesus. I can remember. Now watch this. I'm pastor in a church. And and it was a good-sized church. And... uh, I was going through all this stuff in my life and I had not always made good choices. And I ran into the church one day and uh, it was probably about, I don't know, one in the afternoon, nobody was there. And I literally fell over the altar that I had been calling people to for years. And I said, I can't do it. I know You're not happy with me. I know I'm not doing it well. I can't do it. And it's only the second time I've ever heard God audibly speak to me. And do you know what he said? Have you met my son, Jesus? Religion drove me back. And I got born again again. (laughs) That's. Purpose that God gave us the law so he could prove to us we can't do it on our own. And its purpose is to lead us to Jesus Christ. So, hold, hold Galatians 3 because we're, we're going to go back there and go to Hebrews chapter number 10. Hebrews chapter number 10. Look what the work of Christ that the law, or religion, look at the work of Christ that religion leads us to realize. Watch this. Now watch. All we're going to do tonight is read from this book. And we're going to believe what this book says. Amen? Amen. Hebrews 10, verse number 8. After saying above, sacrifices and offerings and whole burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, you have not desired, nor have you taken pleasure in them, which are offered according to the law or according to religion. Now watch this. I'm going to show you something. How many has ever spent a lot of time being religious for God? Oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot. A lot. Now, watch. Sacrifices and offerings, whole burnt offerings and sacrifices for sin, well, you didn't even want them. Right. Nor have you taken pleasure in them, which are offered according to religion. Then he said, Now, look, this is what he says. Behold, now Jesus is speaking here. I have come to do your will, I've come to do what you want me to do. Now, watch. He, Jesus, takes away the first in order to establish the second. What's he talking about? He's talking about the law and the promises. So Jesus takes away the law, the first covenant, the Old Testament covenant, for the purpose of bringing the new covenant, okay? So he says, I took away the first covenant so I could establish a second covenant, Now watch. By this will, we have been sanctified through the offering of the body of Jesus Christ once and for all. Once and for all. Glory to God. Now watch. Okay. Go, go, Go back to Galatians 3. I want to show you something really, really important, okay? The body of Christ, the church, has to understand what God promised Abraham and why God gave Abraham what the Bible calls the way. We were talking about it just today. Now watch. Colossians 3. Now, Now, let's get this established. What did God give to Moses? The law. Why? According to Galatians, why did he do that? To lead us to Christ. That's the only purpose of the law. was the only purpose of the law. So the more you try to follow the law, the more it will lead you to Christ. You see? Now watch, watch this. But what did God promise Abraham? This is cool. A blessing. By faith. Just cuz he believed, okay? Now now watch. Watch. This is this is cool. You're going to like this. Galatians 3 Look at verse number 27. How many here has been baptized in Christ? Okay, watch. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourselves with Christ. There is neither Jew nor Greek. There is neither slave nor free man. There is neither male nor female. For you are one in Christ Jesus. Now listen to this. And if you belong to Christ then you are Abraham's descendants and heirs according to the promise. Mm-hmm. Nothing to do with religion. We don't want the reward of Moses. We want the blessings of Abraham. So after Christ, and, and I, I said this to, to Jody in the car well, uh, or yesterday, uh, we were talking about this because I got all excited about it. We, uh, you know, if you don't like his statement, just call the pastor. <laughs> we were first called Christians in Antioch, okay? And it was the world's snide statement against us. They call it little Jesuses. You know, they think they're so good. They're little Jesuses. Oh, Christians. That was a derogatory name from the world. I told Jody, I said, you know what? According to this, we shouldn't even tell people we're Christians. We should tell people we're the descendants of Abraham. Mm. Because the Bible says I'm the seed of Abraham and an heir according to what God promised him. You see? Now watch. Hmm. Hold hold Galatians, because we're going to jump back there, okay? And go to Genesis chapter number 12. The Old Testament shadow that we're going to use here shows us two important things. Now watch. Through... Sodom and Gomorrah, we're going to see a picture of the kingdom of the world that's reached its height of wickedness, okay? Second, we're going to see God offering a man, because he believes in him, a separate kingdom under God's direct leadership, which leads to blessings. Now, now watch this, watch. Um, Abram and Sarai, that's... Uh, when we hit Genesis 12, that's that's was their names at that point. They were very, very, very old. Okay. Now watch. You talk about uh, he's he's going to make uh, Abram a papa at around a hundred, and Sarah is going to be a mama around a hundred. That's not the miracle, Emily. That's not the miracle. Okay. The miracle is, is when they're traveling, this king sees Sarah at almost a hundred. And Abraham says, lie and tell them you're my sister. Because when he sees you, he's going to kill me for you. I've seen a lot of women. Hmm. <laughs> I ain't never seen one 100 years old that I'd fist fight for. I'm sorry. <laughs> That's the miracle right there. <laughs> now, Baby or not, I ain't fighting over one of them. Okay? Now watch. Hmm. So look, God comes to Abram in Genesis 12, verse 1. Now the Lord said to Abram, go forth from your country and from your relatives and from your father's house to a land which I'll show you. Now watch. I will make you a great nation. Listen to me. Listen to me. We're not hearing the law. We're hearing what God's later is going to call the way. Okay? My, my daughter told uh, Jody last night, they were going to something, the Riverhead. And uh, her car's acting up. And uh, my son-in-law said, we'll just buy you a new car. And my daughter said, no. We will fix this car. We will drive this car. Okay? Listen, here's a kingdom. We got to learn kingdom things, not religion, but kingdom wisdom. God gives us a way to live that will bring about the blessings if we live in Him. Somebody... Uh, let me show you an example of one. It's been burning in me all day. Listen to this. Train up a child, and the way should go. When they are old, they will not depart from it. Next verse. Huh? <laughs> Train up a child in the way they should go, and when they're older, they won't depart from it. The borrow borrower is the slave of the lender. That's kingdom stuff. That's kingdom stuff. So we're training up our child in the way they should go. Now that she's older, she hasn't to push, like, no, I'm not going to be slave to that bank. I'm not going to do it. That leaves her open for God to say blessing, supernatural blessing. That's how we're going to get our trucks. That's a fact. That's a fact. God told me I'm getting mine first. Okay. (laughs) Now, now watch this, man, this, this is talking about you. Moses is not talking about us. Abraham is talking about us. Listen to this. Verse 2. And I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you. And I will make your name great, and so you shall be a blessing. Why do you think the devil has tied us up into religion all these years? Because religion makes us remember that we're not worthy to get it. Hmm? And I will make you a great nation, and I will bless you, and I will make your name great. And so you shall be a blessing, and I will bless those who bless you. And the one who curses you, I will curse. And in you, all the families of the earth will be blessed. He's just not talking about religion. He's saying, just trust me, trust me, and I will bless you. Hmm. So Abraham does what God says, <clears throat> solifitus, by faith alone. Go over to chapter 18. Now I want to show you something important here. God has changed Abram and Sarai to Abraham and Sarah. Okay? Here's what he did. Jehovah. The H sound to the Jews brings that name to the most important status in the universe. Okay? Am I, am I right? Yeah. If it was Jehovah, okay, God. Jehovah means the God of everything. So he gives Abram and Sarai part of his name. Abram. Becomes Abraham. Sarai becomes Sarah. You see? Now watch this. Watch, watch, watch. Now watch. We're looking at God's gift through faith. The law, the Mosaic law, wouldn't come for another 430 years. Okay? Nothing to do with the law. Now watch. And the only thing the law was for was to lead them back to the promise of Abraham that God gave 430 years before. Now watch. Look what God says to Abraham concerning his living in the kingdom of the gift. Okay? Genesis 18. Oh, you're going to like this. Verse 16. Then the men rose up from there and looked down towards Sodom, and Abraham was walking with them to send them off. And the Lord said, Shall I hide from Abraham what I am about to do, since Abraham will surely become a great and mighty nation, and in him all the nations of the earth will be blessed. God's taken it for granted already. Are you hearing what I'm saying? He's taken this blessing thing for granted already. Now watch. For I have chosen him. Now, That word chosen means I have intimately uh, searched his heart. And I know what he is about. Okay? So watch, watch. For I have chosen him. Now watch what he says. So that, now let me ask you something. According to Galatians chapter 3, are we the children of Moses or are we the children of Abraham? Abraham. For I have chosen him so that he may command his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord by doing righteousness and justice so that the Lord may bring upon Abraham what he has spoken about him. He said, I'm going to take Abram, Abraham, And I'm going to tell him how to live. Nothing to do with religion. I'm going to show him a way to live that will bring about all the blessings that I have promised him. Okay? So you take Route 78 down to 164 and make a left at the light and that's how you go to the store. God says there's a million bucks in it for you if you'll go this way. Would you do it? Yeah. That's all he's saying. You see? If you're just, it's nothing about religion. It's, it's, it's not going to be painful. It's not going to be harmful. It's not hard. He said, if you'll just humble yourself and listen and do what I tell you to do, it will lead you to the blessings of Abraham's descendants. Hmm. Now watch. Hmm. Hold. Hold Genesis 18. Go back to Galatians 3. Now watch. Look at the life of... We should understand and live in this world. Watch, watch. Galatians 3, verse number 1. Oh, you foolish people at Harvest Christian Fellowship. <laughs> <laughs> Who has bewitched you before whose eyes Jesus Christ was publicly portrayed as crucified? This is the only thing I want to find out from you. Now, I want to ask you something. Over the last 24 hours, did it ever pop into your mind that you might not be worthy to ask God for something? Sure. That's that's what trained up in religion does to us. Now watch. This is the only thing I want to find out from you. Did you receive the Spirit by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? Which way? Huh? Yeah, you heard about it. You said, I want that. Are you so foolish then, having begun by the Spirit, are you now being perfected by the flesh? Oh. ho, oh, oh, ho, oh, oh. ho, ho, ho. Did you suffer so many things in vain, if indeed it is in vain? So then does he who provides you with the Spirit and works miracles among you do it by the works of the law or by the hearing of faith? I am convinced that we see less and less and less miracles in the church because we're attempting to be religious enough to earn them. Yeah. And that's the work of Moses. You see? Hmm. I knew this old preacher. He said he had a brother. He said his dad would come home once a while his brother could run faster than him. Old Pastor Charles. And, uh, he said every day his dad would come in, his brother would outrun him. He said, but the good thing was, if his brother came back with a candy bar, he said he knew dad was given, he'd just take his time because he said, if he'd given him one, I know he's got one for me. You see? It had nothing to do with whether he was good or bad that day. It had everything to do with who his dad was and how his dad felt about him. You see? This is why so many churches are angry and frustrated with God when they don't, you know, I'm praying and I'm asking God and nothing seems to be happening because they're attempting to get their prayers answered by religion. Verse number six. Even so, Abraham believed God and it was reckoned to him as righteousness. Therefore, be sure, now remember, we, we promise we're playing here, okay? What are we playing? Yeah, that, that we're going to pretend like the Bible is real, okay? Therefore, be sure that it is those who are of faith who are the sons of Abraham. The scripture, foreseeing that God would justify the Gentiles by faith, Preached the gospel beforehand to Abraham. This is what he did for Abraham, saying, All the nations will be blessed in you. Verse 9. So then, those who are of faith are blessed with Abraham the believer. La. That's it. It's that simple, it's that true. I want to give you a very hard word against your righteous self, okay? Do you want to see why a lot of the people in the church are not getting their prayers answered? Hmm? Verse 10. For as many as are of the works of the law are under a curse. Man, that ought to just make us crazy, crazy. I'm going to change my mind. Huh? Those who are of the works of religion, we're still under a curse. No wonder we're not seeing the miracles. No wonder we're not seeing the blessings. Man. Hmm. Okay. Back to uh, we won't be much longer here. Back to uh, Genesis 18. We're almost done. Look at Genesis 18 verse 19. For I have chosen him Abraham That he may command his children and his household after him to keep the way of the Lord. His household after him. That's us. Here's where folks mistake the gift of God that he gave to Abraham with the law that he gave to Moses. Here's what God said to Abraham. I trust you, and I'm going to have you command your children in your household. Who's the household of Abraham? That's us. He said, I'm going to show you how to show them the way of the Lord so that I can give them the blessings that I'm promising you. We cry how unworthy we are. We think that if we do so good in any given day, I might be able to ask God for a crumb. Mm. But listen to this, listen to this. Galatians 3. I'm gonna come in for a landing, so don't you don't want to miss this. Galatians 3, verse 13. Christ redeemed us. From the curse of the law, having become a curse for us, for it is written, Cursed is everyone who hangs on a tree. In order, listen now, listen. In order that in Christ Jesus, the blessing of Abraham might come to the Gentiles so that we would receive the promise of the Spirit through faith. Hmm. Man, verse 23. Now before faith came, we were kept in custody under the law, under religion, being shut up in the faith to the faith which was later to be revealed. Therefore, the law has become our tutor to lead us to Christ so that we might be justified by faith. If you go out tomorrow with the intention of being good enough to please God, the only thing you're going to find by the end of the day, Is Jesus and what he did for you. Hearing this? But now that faith has come, we're no longer under a tutor. For (laughs) I'm so glad I'm not under the law anymore. Man. For you are all sons and daughters of God through faith in Christ Jesus. For all of you who were baptized into Christ have clothed yourself with Christ. There's neither Jew nor Greek. There's neither slave nor free man. There's neither male or female. But you are all one in Christ Jesus. And if you belong to Christ, then you are Abraham's descendants, heirs according to the promise. Now watch. I want you to go one last scripture and I'm gonna come in for a landing here. I want you to go to Proverbs chapter 10. I'll leave you with this one last thing. There's a reason the enemy wants you blind to the Old Testament. The, the less we know about God's relationship with Abraham, the less we're going to gain in the blessings of God, okay? Now, have, have we established that God never gave Abraham a law to follow? He just said, I'm going to show you the way to live here. And if you live this way, then I'll lead you to the blessings of God. Okay? The way of the Lord is simply listening to the Father's voice and walking before him in humbleness, already confident that you are his. Already confident that you're his. See, we're doing this not to get it. We're doing this because we got it. You see? Now watch, watch. I want to show you something. Look just at this one thing that walking in the way of the Lord would do for you. Look at uh, Proverbs 10, verse number 29. The way of the Lord is a stronghold to the upright. The way of the Lord protects us from the enemy. The way of the Lord is a wall that no enemy can surpass. The way of the Lord, watch this. I've been learning to do this. I get up every morning. You can ask Jody. I say, I I want to be a kingdom man. I don't have to prove to God anything I have faith in Jesus the Bible calls me the seed of Abraham yeah listen Won't see me make a man I don't need to be a Christian I'm the seed of Abraham oh yeah yeah and if I just walk in the way of the Lord well what's the way of the Lord I seek him. I ask his advice. I'm very confident that I am who I am. I have a great confidence that I'm the seed of Abraham. Ooh, why wouldn't I be blessed? Yeah. Do you think you'll be blessed? I know I am blessed. I'm the seed of Abraham. Watch. I'm going to close. Because of what the word says. I am confident of my relationship with the Father. I am not saved by my obedience to the law because Jesus nullified the law. I don't have to be. I am the seed of Abraham and I am of Abraham's household of faith. I will simply walk daily in the way of the Lord. The way of the Lord is a stronghold around my life. And the way of the Lord allows me to live prosperous and blessed. Amen. Amen? Amen? Praise the Lord God Almighty.